Blog Talk Radio. Radio and Lifetime with Jerry, and it's that time of the month for us to be talking to John Stevens, which is the founder of Virginia Paranormal Events, and he is located on Facebook. And proceeding our show tonight at 9 o'clock, the freaks will be talking with Shadows Abound. So tune in to their show also tonight at 9 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. I got my co-host David Flowers with me. So, John Stevens, how have you been since the last time we talked to you? Oh, everything's great. Uh, a lot of things are heating up. Uh, a lot of events going on. A lot of teams getting out and doing things. Uh, you know, uh, a lot of a lot of people I know that I've talked to recently are about to fire him. So before he gets into all that, John Stevens, can you we got new people on here, so can you tell tell them a little bit about you and what your page is? Hey, Ronnie.
That would be great. That would be fantastic. I can't remember where it was at.
Cool. Uh-oh. He must have hit a button. Anyway, talk a little bit about Moundsville since you were there. You'll have to have probably, depending on what side your wallet is, about 20 people going with you. It's plenty big enough to handle 20 people. When I went, it was about $1,300. Holy snapples. Hello. There we go. Let's get him back in. That's really weird because I was talking and then somebody's face popped up on my screen. So that was really weird. Uh, Ronnie, what the fuck did you do, John? Where? His name is Snowball when it comes to the show. It is no longer John Stevens unless we do an introductory version. So I don't know what I was talking about. It was. Uh, Hello, Kimberly. You were talking about um, our, um, the school. Shayla said the tickets to Moundsville is now $1,500. Oh, yeah. crap. Good gracious. You have to have several people who want to want to do that. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I was just telling Jerry that when I went, it was $1,300, and I had 20 people with me, so it wasn't bad. Yeah, I was going to say you would have to probably, in order to spend like 75 bucks, have 20 people with you again, if you're willing to spend 75 Yeah. Gosh, why so well, expensive? I, I'd be willing to spend $75 to do Mountainville. Well, I'll tell you what, uh, I need to contact the Exchange Hotel, and we need to set up a, an investigation there because they do it, uh, or at least they were the last thing I heard. That, that could be different now. I haven't talked to Tracy Bruner um, in a while, but there was about, you could get it, you could rent it for, from uh, 6 p.m. to midnight, I believe. I think it was only three hundred dollars. Yeah, that's not bad for up to ten people. And then it was twenty five dollars or something like that after something like that. See, that's not that's not bad. Like like I would do that. And and there's three. There's one, two. There's three buildings to investigate. So the the main building, which has three or four floors, three floors. Uh, you have the summer kitchen, which has two floors, and then you have now the depot is back open again. So yeah. you have three different places uh, that you can investigate. I mean, if you had, even if you had 20 people, there is no cross-contamination going on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've investigated there so many times, um, and the largest crowd that we had was about... Uh, 60, and there was 10 in a group. 10 so there was, isn't too bad. We had six different groups, and that was only two buildings, so we had uh, a lot of uh, a lot of chance for cross-contamination, yeah, but yeah. it was still fun. So a place like that that's, that's willing to uh, uh, you know, for us to maybe get together uh, a few people and do an investigation. Um, 
somebody needs to contact Tracy and see if that if they're still doing allowing that kind of thing. Um, I talked to her about a year ago about it, so I want to know if they're still allowing that. But yeah, Moundsville um, would be great. Fifteen uh, hundred yeah. um, is probably cheap compared to some of the other places because I heard that. Gosh, um, what's the place out in Louisville? And you got the manor house too. Exactly. So David's always just contact David about the um, private. Yeah. Yeah, doing a private investigation at yeah. the manor house. David, how much? How much is that now? It's two hundred and fifty dollars for up to six people, and then fifty dollars a person after that, and depending on what night you go. Uh, if it's a like a Saturday night, it'll be about around ten o'clock to to practically kick us out. And then on any any other night when I'm not doing a tour, start about eight o'clock to two o'clock. Well, that's good. I mean, that's a decent time. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I feel like if you get in about six hours of investigating, most people, that's about all they can handle anyway. Yeah. Yeah. Now, it depends on how big a place is and how much is going on. Yeah, um, and you still need to debrief through each section, too, you know, take a break. Yeah. I'm, I'm straight investigate like that. I'm trying to remember the place I went, and I was like, I, mean, I just do not want this. Yeah, this is really crazy. This is a lot of fun. Um, it might have been the Exchange Hotel. We went, and there was something going on that night, and we stayed afterwards and investigated. And I was there until wee hours of the morning. We were, it was like, I just don't want to leave. You know, this is the best. When you only have four people, you've got the whole place. You just feel like a kid in a candy store. I mean, you're just, yeah. Here, let's, we can spend as long as we want in this room. We can go here. We can spend as long as we, we don't have any kind of rotation going on or anything. Yeah. And we are actually probably didn't get to everything because we got uh, in the summer kitchen on the top floor is a uh, place where they were um, known to have a, like a, I guess like a, uh, you know, a, a ladies room, you know, to, to service the men upstairs, and they, uh, we got in there, and you know, an hour and a half, we were we were in that room, um, the only place in that whole building that we went, we just went in that room because it was just 
think about Jesus right now. So I, so David and I, we was helping Kimberly and Dennis and Tabitha. We were all at the event for Matthews to raise money um, on Friday, which she's going to start doing some events out there. So y'all stay tuned for Old House Woods. And if you want to do any investigations, just get a hold of Kimberly Moxley. So I'm innocently minding my own business and Savannah. Savannah was there, my little spooky Savannah. And I'm using the porta potty because I just wanted to use the porta potty. And I'm innocently minding my own business. And Savannah is trying to keep the door closed for me because it wouldn't close. So she's, you know, trying to be nice and stand in front of everything. Gene Wells and Dennis S. Lock. Gene Wells, trifling ass, walks up to the porta potty, which I did not know. And bangs on it and scares it out of me. Literally. Which which literally causes me to like I'm going pee, y'all. <laughs> and the you just just vision the rest of what happened. <laughs> <In addition. laughs> 
horrible experience I'll never forget. <laughs> and then, and then to top it off, we're investigating. And what happens to me, David Flowers? Oh, she got a rock thrown at her. A rock. And I got it on my body cam. So who threw the rock? It wasn't anybody on the team. It wasn't anybody in the group. Savannah got hit too. Because the force of that rock, I mean, just the force of it. Did y'all have a, uh, uh, did y'all have an active night? I would say um, at the grassy knoll, that's what I call it, the stop sign, it was pretty active. Yeah. Um, did, the police, did the police show up? No, the police didn't show up. They didn't show up. And then at one part of the cow hole, Dennis got a good EVP session out there. But the stop sign, which I call the grassy knoll because it's a patch of grass where you can kind of park at if it's like me and Kim when we would investigate out there. I just named it the grassy knoll. That's where a lot of the activity took place at. But Dennis swears he didn't throw the rock because you, the, the way the rock was at that, where my body camera was at, I just don't think, I don't see Dennis's or Gene for that matter throwing a rock that hard at me. Kimberly wasn't there and it was three other, three other guests that were with us. And, you know, they're not going to, the two people were from what, what was it, the Humane Society, right, or the thrift, yeah. or that particular yeah. thrift store. And the other yeah. young lady um, that was there worked at, like, the historical part of everything, so she's not going to throw the rock. But it came pretty full force to my chest and bounced off of that and hit my pinky. Well, so did you have a good turnout for the event? It was okay. We raised, what was it, 210 right? Yeah, it was two hundred and ten dollars. Oh, good. So, and it was it was it was a lot of fun. So hopefully we'll be able to do another one out there. I know Kim talked about doing some more stuff out at Old House Woods. So, you know, it's a uh, it's a neat area. Uh, like I said, I was in Matthews yeah. the next day, but I was telling my sisters about it. Um, right. Yeah, and Kimberly, the trajectory of the um, tra I can't say it, the tra trajectory of the rock too. You would have, to, you have to look at the body cam footage, which I haven't shortened up the video yet, but I did, um, I did put it like I recorded it off of the computer that I was that I had it on just to get it out fairly quickly. But it was the height of how it was thrown too, because at first I thought it was hitting me from you know this angle, but it was actually thrown at me at that angle. So, uh, Steve White asked a question about the uh, Shepherd's Town, and that was, a, that was a, a show I liked when it came on TV, um, Ghost of Shepherd's Town, and uh, it kind of put Shepherd's Town on the map, and I think a lot of places should have taken notice of how what Shepherdstown did with their ability to track people um, just by having, opening it up to 
on it, come see it, and then the TV show started, and then it went crazy after that, and now people do a uh, go to go there. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a lot of places in Virginia that are probably better than Shepherdstown. Yeah, I think we've got a lot of good places. Um, somebody needs to take some of these smaller towns and, mm-hmm. and really do some things. You know, there's um, I was at, where was I, um, South, Southern Virginia area, South, uh, Southwestern Virginia, and uh, somebody, somebody I know lives down there, they said, would you, um, I believe my, my house is haunted. Um, I, I think we have some things going on, would you be willing to come down there? And I'm like, yeah, I'm not going to come by myself. I'm going to bring some people with me. Right. Um, some people I trust. And uh, and the, the thing is, is um, you know, the uh, you know, to be able to go down there, this, you know, it's far from Central Virginia. It's not, you know, it's an hour. But there's nothing down there. You've got places like Farmville and stuff like that who have a lot of history. And there should be a lot of paranormal places to investigate, but there are very few teams down in that area. Mm-hmm. Well, Lee Hall in Virginia, that guy is really um, – There's a. I know the guy that runs that one, and he's very, very, very picky. So, no, Lee Hall. Yeah, I mean, and you've got um, – Yeah. You've got some other other teams that are down that area and in Lynchburg um, that maybe you ought to have them on the show and talk about some of those parts of Virginia that uh, that we never get a chance to investigate. But there are some places down there. And this person actually that I was talking with gotcha. has a um, uh, very old historic home beside them that they swear that it's haunted. And they just, they think that the owner would be willing to open it up um, for investigations. So, um, but, you know, that's, uh, there's so many parts of Virginia that never get any kind of recognition. Yeah. And that's one big that's one big part of Virginia that's not in any kind of love. So um I mean yeah. basic, Delta basically basically yeah. yeah. Um they're so they're, tricky. You know, uh, or, or, you take a place like Urbana, um, they're not They don't, you know, they probably frown on that sort of thing. Um, no. <laughs> but you don't, they don't have anything paranormal on there. They don't have anything in Deltaville. They don't have anything. Um, I, you know, I give it, I give the credit to a place like Stratford Hall. Yeah, yeah. At Halloween, at least opened their doors to having ghost tours. And we got to visit that place at night which is unfreaking believable to me to go through a, a candle 
Yeah, West Point used to do it. Do you remember that? They used to do that little spirit walk. Remember that? They used to do that. Yeah, I hope so. They did it for free, remember? And they had you met at the library, and people would be in period-type clothing, and they would take you around to different various parts in West Point, and they would talk about – they didn't introduce equipment or anything like that, but they would kind of give you the history of everything, and I thought that was kind of neat. West Point's a pretty cool town. Mm -hmm. It really yeah, it's is. A, it's a seaside historic yeah. town that has a lot of history. Yeah, and Urbana does too, but the problem with Urbana is you have so much contamination with the cars coming in and out of town. You got wiring everywhere because the town administrator was open to me running equipment. I just had to let him know what I was doing, when I was doing it, and then he would call Sheriff Bushy and let Sheriff Bushy know. So they 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 become pretty open to it when we had the mayor that we had, but now we have a different mayor and they may not um, be as open to that now. So. Yeah. Uh, you know, you could, you take a place like Stanton, Virginia, and they've been running the good store there for, for a few years now. Yeah. Um, our, our friend Brandon Johnson with on a nice paranormal. Um, you know, he, he used to be a part of Black Raven, uh, which runs the tours at in Stanton. Right. And uh, and even Lexington has has, a, has had ghost tours for, for for a few years, and they and that's they were really good tours. Mm -hmm. and you learn so much about the history of the town. But you just don't realize how many bad things have happened in this town and what people have experienced and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. The St. Leesburg uh, uh, has one as well. And of course, when you go north um, to Parker County and, and, and places like that, and right. up in Northern Virginia, uh, I, I typically you know, don't go to any farther than Fredericksburg, but uh, uh, yeah, Pepper, the Graffiti House. There's another place that you can contact to to investigate there, do a private investigation there. Right. So, uh, Culpepper Paranormal. Uh, I think Shayla uh, did that one night. Uh, maybe she's still the one she can talk about that. Uh, mm -hmm. Culpepper Paranormal Investigation has good tours in their town, yeah. Culpepper's a really cool town. I mean, oh, yeah. It, it really, really is. Nice. Yeah. And I had a tape that was
his uh, some of his best DVDs because they they've been investigating for a long time and they do a lot of things in that area and do a lot of good things. Yeah. For the for the uh, town of Culpeper, they do a Christmas drive every year that just keeps getting bigger and bigger. Um, and yeah. they're feeding. Yeah, Shayla, she said, yes, we did the graffiti house with Supernatural Lost Adventures and Fredericksburg Paranormal and Investigation. We heard cannon fire outside before we even started. Oh, wow. Yeah, if, if, if no one's been to the graffiti house, the graffiti house sits on one side of the highway, and then you Right and directly across the highway is the battlefield. And the battlefield is exactly the same as it was during the Civil War. Oh, and cool. that was a part of the largest brandy station, largest. Um, uh, hey, Ronnie. Hey, Ronnie. Calvary battle. Oh, it's okay. Was, Sorry. Um, we know. Um, the, the graffiti house. Uh, is a really cool place to visit if you've never been there. I have not been there. I'm telling you, it's 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 like I can understand why the Smithsonian was stunned when they came there because they they had not seen anything like that. Like and what happened was. The house was about ready to be torn down, and someone had been living there, had plastered the walls, and the and the, no one had been living there for years, and there was leaking water, and they were just going to tear it down. And then some of the plaster hey, fell Ryan. off the wall and revealed these masterpieces that they discovered all throughout the house that had been forgotten in time. So you go through the house, and there's graffiti written by Civil War soldiers who were recovering. Oh, wow. And they drew pictures and their names, and they were, some of them were really good artists, and it, they captured things about the battle. They even mentioned people that were there. So it's an it's a awesome historical uh It's, a, a, it's caught in time is what it is. We have a picture of time, of, of that time. And the, thing, the amazing thing is, is the graffiti is still visible. I mean, it's not like it's faded. It's faded some, but it's still, you can still make out everything and read it. And you can just spend hours going through the whole, all the walls in the place and just looking at it. Because there's barely an inch that doesn't have something written on it. Um, and so the Smithsonian came in there and took thousands of pictures, documented everything, were able to confirm that certain people were at that battle, that sort of thing. The, the really cool thing is it's, it's, it's an active paranormal location as well. Interesting. So there are things that happen there. Um, I wouldn't say they're evil. There's just things that happen there. Um, that, uh, yeah, you know, please just, do. 
because I've never yeah. I've never been. I've heard of it. There's a lot of places I haven't been because I just do it. You know, investigate around here. I can count on my fingers the places that I've been to, but there are more places that I would like to get to. And of course, I've been to more places outside the state than I have been in the state. Yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, it's, uh, you know, the branch station's right outside of Culpeper. So you can visit the graffiti house and then go visit Culpeper later mm-hmm. today and go grab your bike to eat. There's some great restaurants. Um, take, you know, Culpeper will be doing their walking tours, I'm sure, because they were very popular. They sell out, don't they? No, they yeah, Paul Shields gonna have to make an exception to us. <laughs> Be like, let me hold two tickets for them. Okay. The thing is, is they, the, the town uh, welcomes them. You know, so they do it in cahoots with the town tourism, and so they are actively participating as yeah. well. Yeah. But they let Paul tell the ghost stories as yeah. he walks around the town. That's cool. And. Uh, tell RJ happy birthday. Oh my goodness. Ryan said that he is so full of himself. I bet he is. Tell little RJ I said happy birthday. He's so cute. Yeah. Um, can't believe how old RJ is. I mean, he's practically driving now. <laughs> he is. RJ is. So cute. Just, just seemed like a Well, he is. Running away from his dad while his dad chasing him. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Hope he's having a great day. Yes, I see the I, – I, um, Ronnie just sent us pictures of the walls, of the walls yeah. of graffiti. That was so cool. Yeah. Nothing like seeing them in person. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Oh, my goodness. And some of them are common because they make fun of, like, uh, generals or something. That's they so have their cool. way of talking trash, you know, with with some of the things that they say, and, uh, or a way of letting people know that they were there. And um, how far back does this go? Civil War. That's so cool. Yeah, but then the fact that it was, you know, what happened because wow. it was plastered up. And people wanted to live in the house, so they plastered it all up and hid it for so long. And then when they all moved out and the house went into disarray, the house was about ready to fall down, but it was still being protected by all the the plaster and everything. And then was maybe some water got behind the plaster, started breaking off some of the walls, and that's what revealed it. And somebody goes in and goes, oh, wait a minute, what is this? That then they really pulled away from the walls. They realized the whole house was 
that is so cool. I like this picture. I don't know if you can see it, but he sent us that one. That is. Yeah. That one is just awesome. Yeah, it is. I like yeah. that. That like needs to be the cover of a of a postcard or something. That's really cool. Yeah, I'm not sure what their hours are as far as just showing up and and um and taking a tour of the place. The last time I was there, uh, I got kind of a private tour by the guy that runs it. Um, and so he knows everything about the house, and he took me around and showed me everything and talked to me about certain things and told me a lot of the history of the house. Uh, so I felt, you know, and that was all free. You know, I just uh, forgot what I was there for, but uh, just kind of caught it at the right time. I did the same thing at uh, the Exchange Hotel, me and Debbie Reno, where I was I ran her by there one day. I said, "Let's, uh, you haven't been to the Exchange, let's take a, let's go by there. And we, they give you a private, you know, they pay your money and you can walk the whole grounds or whatever. Uh, we were in the Exchange during the day and walking around. I was showing her the house and kind of giving her the history tour. But the guy that was there, he was at the time running the like the man that was running it, he ended up giving us his tour um, and, and telling us a lot of stuff. So it was, uh, you know, some some of those things are a little bit, you know, it's it's great to um, to get that personal tour, much like you give David at the manor house. Some of my ideas from that guy. Is I, I went there 17 years ago on a honeymoon. And the guy, he, we were the only two, me and my wife were the only two in there. And wow. he, he walked us around and best tour I've ever had. And, and he saw my ghost hunting shirt, so he threw the ghost stuff in with it. Oh, did you steal his material? Is that what you did? No, I, I didn't steal his material, but I got ideas from Right, right. Yeah, that is really cool. Uh, yeah, Kimberly, I am too. I'm a, I'm a, I'm such a research nerd. Um, I typically do it backwards, though, is I'll go to a place, it'll pique my interest so much that I have to find out more about it. And so that's when I start trying to do a lot of research. Um, and I'm famous for buying books after I've been someplace, you know, and saying, I just want to learn more about that location. Pick up. 
right after yeah. graduation. So some what, people, is your, some what is just, your son's graduation? He's great. Um, his the county itself is scheduled for June third, but Vicente's graduation is scheduled for June first because he has to go to states for track. I actually have two graduations. One is June 1st and one is, the other one is June 2nd because Victor graduates 8th grade, so I have to go to that too. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, I'm getting old. Well, I, I am so – let me just put it to you all this way in case people are not aware this is changing the whole subject. I went to go get my passport. Had my little birth certificate, had everything I needed. Do you realize that my birth certificate did not count because they said it was too old? And they don't, ready? they don't use birth certificates like mine from back in the day. I'm just, I'm just letting people know that, and so I had to write vital statistics of North Carolina, give them all my information, and I had to get a whole different type of birth certificate because the one that I have did not count. But they sent it to passport anyway. Thank God they had already issued me a passport anyway. So they'll probably accept it, but I'm just letting people know that in case you don't know. I didn't uh, know to do that. You. I didn't know to do that. Did you, John okay. Stevens? So I wonder what the procedure is in Virginia. Is it the, is it the same or? Yeah, because I, I went to go to I went to the post office to let them handle the birth certificate, you know, the passport. And the one that I had from nineteen seventy, because that's the year I was born, is is too old according to them and they don't take those anymore. So yeah, you would have to go to Richmond Vital Statistics. I had to go to North Carolina Vital Statistics. So I'm just letting y'all know in case you didn't know that, because it shocked me when she said, this is not a birth certificate. And I was like, yes, it is. I said, it says certificate of birth right on it. She goes, it's not a birth certificate. And I'm like, are you kidding me? She said, no, I'm not. They don't take those from back in the day. <laughs> so was it after, they, after you found that out, was it easy to get, or was it still a pain in the so far, it's been easy to get for me because I, since I had the birth certificate right there with me, I just plugged in all the information online, and I was able to go to uh, North Carolina Vital Statistics and get it, and it's on the way. But it's good to know for people that are applying for a new passport because I let mine expired past five years, so I had to get a whole new one. But it's good to know in case anybody needs to go apply and they have an old birth certificate like I do, it doesn't count. Yeah, well, that really though. Probably the one person that would have to worry about that that's here tonight is Ronnie. Yeah. yeah. Ronnie, Ronnie is being old as dirt. You know, they, they uh, Ron, Ronnie's been chiseled on stone. <laughs> and he had to blow the dust off of me. Oh, my gosh. Well, <laughs> I didn't know I had to do all that. So, Ronnie, if you try to get a passport, just know that since yours is chiseled and old as dirt, that you're going to have to get another one from back in the day because they don't count. 
so funny.
Yeah. Like, not old places. Like, they're new places. Yeah. Like, just built places that have spirits. Nice. You know? Yeah. Um, somebody told me that they, that they're, that they're, that their apartment is haunted. And I said, well, I hear that from time to time. So tell me what happened. During the night, they hear the, like, these slamming doors. And they go in there into their kitchen and, and, like, a couple of the cabinet doors are open. I'm like, well, yeah, that's, I don't know how to explain that. Yeah. It happens all the time. We don't have cats that room the, the house and they're constantly knocking things off the shelf. Something's happening with the cat and she goes, I have a small child so I get concerned but right. I don't think there's anything evil. Nothing's trying to attack us. But we were sitting there watching TV one night and I saw the, out of the corner of my eyes down the hallway the, the bedroom door open up. She goes, I do right there. It's like some kind of spirit.
I steal your girly and I steal your weed. I got some what you favor that I always leave you chewing and I got some any styles you be taking up from the U.S. Broke into the White House and if I got caught on and I've been in all song if I was an astronaut. I'm always optimistic about human relations. I got more friends than my man Peter Gation. We always want love it. So don't start bugging if your girly comes up and start kicking. Kick, 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 kick. Stick them up. Freaks out there, welcome to the freaking awesome paranormal show only on the Vibe Radio Network. Hope everyone is doing good tonight. Hope everyone can hear me. Fine, I am not on mute, so that's good. Yeah, I okay. how you doing? All right, good. I had, to, I had to unplug, I had my um, my external storage plugged in. I thought it was my mic. So I had to unplug the external storage and plug the mic in. I wasn't sure if it, if it had uh, picked it up or not, so... I have done half a show on mute before, and that's always fun. I think I've done one or two shows where it gets like five to ten minutes in, and then I'm like, "Oh, I'm on mute." That's weird. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, all that cool stuff you said earlier. Yeah, no one heard it because it was on mute. <laughs> Sorry. Oh. Right. No, it happens, I guess. So uh, today's a special day. It is my son's birthday. He is five years old tonight. Happy or today. birthday, RJ. Yeah, man. We um, I got home from work last night, and uh, Angie put RJ to bed, and I was up blowing. I think I blew up like 25 balloons, and we put them all down the hall. So he wakes up. He gets, you get, you get to see the balloons, and we put streamers on the doors and stuff. So I appreciate I appreciate you coming on the show tonight. Um, just because I didn't get to bed till like one thirty in the morning, and um, you know normally I, I you know I've done this shit by myself before, but it's a lot easier when you have somebody uh, with you. So I appreciate it. Um, no problem. You uh, actually you know what? It is not just RJ's birthday. Before we get into what she did today, because she sent me some cool stuff, I want to wish everybody. Yeah. Let me go over to my. My thing here, of course, it's RJ's birthday, which is, you know, a great day. But I would be remiss not to mention that it is National Sea Monkey Day. And I know there are a lot, there are a lot of Sea Monkey fans listening to the show. If I, if I don't tell them about, about their day, they get mad. Oh, they get mad. And I'll get, I'll get a bunch of hate mail and stuff. They'll be protesting outside of my apartment, you know. Sea monkeys, you know, sea monkeys matter. And it's just, you know, I'd rather not have to deal with that. So happy National Sea Monkey Day. And also the urge to go outside and love on a tree. Just love on a tree. That's, you just want to, now whatever love you want to do with a tree, that's your own business. I might, I ain't judging here. But it is National Love a Tree Day. So if you want to get, Freaky with the tree, or just want to hug a tree, go outside and do it because it's National Love a Tree Day. 
I've been known to hug a few trees. Hey, you know, today's your day. This is your day to hug a sycamore, kiss an oak, whatever you want to do. Got a beautiful cherry blossom in our front yard. It's kind of sad that it's already uh, going dormant. Uh, yeah, cherry blossom time. That's, uh, what, is it April? April and March. And... Yeah, it was late this year because we had a lot of rain. Because you're in Minnesota, it stays, it stays colder, longer up there than it does down here. Yeah. Yeah. We have um, they got the, the cherry blossoms in Washington is a big deal in the springtime. Early spring is when the cherry blossoms come out up near the, the Washington Monument and up, up there. Hey, Kristen, how's it going? So... Uh, and also, it's also National Stop Nausea Day. So if you're sick and you have nausea, stop it. Right. Yes. <laughs> stop being sick. This is, this is National Stop Nausea Day. So if you're sick, so you cut it out. Tomorrow you can be sick all you want, but not today. Not today. Don't do it. Right. Too much stuff to do today. Yes. So, um... <laughs> You've got Shadows of Bound just hanging out in the in the studio in the queue over here, but I will I don't get to them. I'm super excited, super excited to talk to them. I want to give you a chance to tell us about uh, where you went today. Um, you did a few EVP sessions up there. Did you get anything? Um, I I, I believe I got something. Uh, I volunteered a a, a historical site out here in Minnesota and. Uh, we were doing some uh, school tours today. Just the kids come out for a field trip, and we take them to certain buildings and tell them what life was like in the late 1800s, early 1900s. And um, I work out there. I, I open the buildings. I close the buildings. So, you know, I just took an opportunity uh, to do a few EVPs. Um, first time doing them, so I don't know if they're up to par, but... Um, I probably did EVP from probably three to four buildings, and I think I only got um, action in one, and that would have been a schoolhouse, which was the uh, old District 96 schoolhouse, one room. Well, I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, at least you got something. You know, a lot of people go, it's been hours and hours in a building. You have to go through hours and hours of evidence and not get anything. So... You know, if you did, that's, well, really, that's pretty cool. Thing, yeah, the weird thing is, so we we had actual children on the site because they were doing a school tour, mm-hmm. but they were on other side of the property, and I got kids laughing and running around the plant. Maybe it was a, maybe they were a trigger, a trigger object. You know, maybe it could yeah. have, they could have sent the energy of the kids on the property. And I had the I had the door to the school closed, so there wasn't nice. any. Uh, well, there's another reason to discount that. So that's cool. I'll I'll listen to the what you sent me. I just haven't had a chance to because um, it's just been busy go go go. Like this morning, I took RJ to Chick Fil A. I took RJ to because Chick Fil A playground over here closed for like two years during the pandemic. So I took him there last week, and now every every time we go anywhere, we've got to go to the Chick Fil A playground. I mean, it's, I don't care, you know, it's like, it's just for a few minutes. I'm like, we're not going to Chick-fil-A every day. 
So we went, we went there. We're, we're there for like two hours. And then my daughter came over for for lunch with us, and then um, I had to go to work and everything. So once I get some quiet time, I'll plug my ears in and listen to your EVPs. But yep, I want to get to our guests. They're waiting patiently. You know, I'm talking about holidays and stopping nausea, kissing trees and stuff, but we've got uh, Shadows Abound in the uh, queue. Um, funny story, not really funny story, but the story in general. I was looking up on YouTube and I saw a, I guess it was a live feed or like a live video from from uh, Hanover Tavern. And I'm like, oh, I've been there many times. And uh, I think I saw them in the video. I think they were at the Hanover uh, Tavern Paracon that was happened back in uh, January. And I was like, oh, I'll give them, a look, you know, look them up and I saw they had some videos on YouTube, so I sent them a message that they want to come on the show, and they're kind enough to oblige us, especially on National Sea Monkey Day and National, you know, Hug a Tree Day. I mean, come on. So I appreciate them taking the time out of their busy schedules on a Stop Nausea Day to join us on the show. So let's bring them on. What is up, guys? Hey, how's it going, guys? How's it going? Happy yeah. National Sea Monkey Day. Happy uh, National Sea Monkey Day. I know. I, I appreciate yeah. you guys taking time off. How no, How are it's you not, doing tonight? Uh, we're doing good. We're doing good. Not bad. That's yeah, awesome. We're excited about being on here for you. Uh, trying to talk about the paranormal stuff. Yes. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, um. Let's go. Let's go back to the beginning. How did you guys get into like the paranormal? What was your experiences like growing up with the paranormal? You go first. Sure. Um, I I did really negative before any positive stuff. Um, I had waking nightmares and what seemed to be the, the precursor to tell someone, hey, that person might be oppressed or possessed. I was about. I would wake up with my parents in my room. Maybe it was two or two thirty in the morning, and they're yelling my name. So I'm waking up to hearing my name. I'm Chris. And I'm in the top right or left corner of my room above my bed. I'm from New York, so it was in New York at the mm-hmm. time. And they're trying to wake me up, trying to find out why I'm up here being held up. And I mean, I don't know why I was a kid back then. I remember having you know crazy dreams of being set on fire, watching dark figures staring at me, and it was so frightful. You know, you're trying to wake up. It's hard to wake up or you feel like, kind of like uh, sleep paralysis is what I felt like a lot. Up until I was about 13 or 14, which is I I finally went with my family to church. At the time, we were Pentecostals, and that's where I met this guy. Like, I can call him my brother. (laughs) basically. Known him for a good long while. Yeah, forever. (laughs) The church kind of turned this the opposite way, you know, teaching about positive meditation, reading scripture in your meditation, calling on God, um, lots of prayer and stuff. And then still, I witnessed a lot of stuff that didn't deal with myself, but seeing things from other people's perspective, someone asking for healing or negative stuff happening with them in the church during services and stuff like that. So there's a lot I experienced. So real quick, so you you having these nightmares or night terrors when you're like with six years old? Was anything happening during the day? Was there like a reason? Was it like the land you were living on, or what could have caused? Oh, 
you guys, you know, you guys have experiences for uh, like for free your whole lives. What what exactly brought you to, you know, because you're are you a new, fairly new group or have you been doing this for a while? Um, so together, like hanging out, we've gone out for ever since we were teenagers. But as far as it goes with money, because you know the equipment's not cheap. <laughs> we decided to finally like, hey, we have the money, we have a break, let's go ahead and let's just let's just do it. We've been talking about it forever, and finally we had the money aside, and, you know, started buying equipment and started going out there to some of the places we usually go to, and it kind of just started from there. Thought to the name Shadows Bound and making YouTube finally culminate after maybe Halloween last year. So from now until then, it's when we're on YouTube. But yeah. we had always been doing this on our own. Trying to figure it out, no equipment. Maybe with a slight obsession and trying to figure things out since we were 15, 16 together. Yeah, going to local places, which for where we're from, that'd be um, what's known as Mavokin coal mines. We went there a lot. Yeah, so we're from Richmond. I'm from Richmond, Virginia. I'm all alive. He's from New York, and uh, we pretty much have gone to a lot of the spots around here, and we're still finding new stuff all the time. But a lot of the stuff we gone into research, looked into, went out there. It's it's been around Richmond. Yeah, people don't think of Richmond as far as uh, you know, coal is concerned. Mostly mostly think of like, you know, West Virginia, Pittsburgh, places like that. But that was a like the area like where I'm from. I live in um where I lived in uh Henrico, western Henrico, which is, you know, they had the Gaten coal mines and, you know, there are lots of traces of the coal industry over there. Um like different roads and stuff named after named after um the uh different coal mines and stuff. But the Midlothian coal mines, you know, that's still there. You can still go actually go see it. Yeah, they're slowly making it more of a uh like a park that you can physically look at. Whereas before it was just some of the structures um, being kept untouched with fences. So yeah. it's slowly changing and I guess because over the past five, six years gotten more serious about making it a local park and building apartments around it that there's like you know more of the activities to that. But it's been it's been growing. I mean it's a, it's a national walk so people walk throughout it during the day. And at night you're not really supposed to be there, but they've been doing what so much construction like you said that is you know ramping up since then. So Yeah, it's um it's a uh it's a neat place. Um well, you know, lots of there's lots of history around here. Did you um? When did you? Where was your first place that you actually investigated? Uh, or with equipment or without equipment? Uh, it's let's go without the first place that you you went on your own. Um, I don't know. That's kind of hard to remember. Yeah, I want to see you and I together. Um, yeah, on Virginia. At AMA Academy. Yeah, that's what you see. That's one of the few places. Uh, but usually, nothing coal mines was like our, our biggest place we went to because uh, we was always new stuff when we go there. And I've had some of our most intense physical crazy evidence happen there and stuff that scared the little crap out of you. And also, I've had some of the weirder things happen there. So we, we like to go back there a lot. Now, is it when you go to the mines? Is it, is it like on the paths you're getting things, or is it more closer to the actual mines? So, well, a little bit of both, especially depending on the time of, of year and, and day too. 
videos how do you how do you prepare yourself for to go on investigation compared to before when you weren't worried about you know making videos and stuff uh i'd say we we tend to think about it more on an editorial directional view you know with videos when you make content you want to make good shots you want people to be entertained and stuff like that so you think a little bit more about that but at the same time, you're still in that realm of seeing things in the spirit, knowing things are there. And, um, you know, for example, uh, I'm working on the footage right now. We went to a house in uh, Cumberland, Virginia. Uh, so Clinton? Clinton, no, Clinton House. Clinton. Cumberland, yeah. Cumberland used to be known as Clinton County. Yeah. Or what is it called? Clinton it's House. The, it's a house that would remind you of, like, the house in Kalen's lot. Yeah. It, it, it was nuts. We got a lot of stuff there. But being there, you know, I told him, like, hey, let's. Let's film on the front porch, let's do our intro, let's do our outro. And I haven't gone through all the footage yet. But during the outro, as we're getting ready to leave, you know, we're talking and something lands against the living room wall right behind us. And during the intro, we have stuff flying at us. We're seeing things walk in front of us. I mean, it was just stuff all over the place. Yeah. So you go in with all this equipment and you're like, all right, you know, let's go ahead and do this and do that. And then, like, as you're trying to set stuff up, not recording stuff happening around you, you miss or, you know, you're filming this way and stuff happens that way, or, you know, it's just, it's, it's a lot more haywire because you're like, all right, I got to get this so, you know, we have evidence and footage, and, but at the same time, you know, you're you're feeling everything on your own, so uh, it's just, it's a mixture, you know? Yeah, you've got to kind of keep in back of your mind. You've got to, you know, get to evidence, but you also got to get something that people actually want to watch at the same time as far as, like, so you got to be, entertaining or get the entertainment factor up so you can, you know, it's, uh, it's like juggling two different things. Yeah. We, we try and shoot everything raw. You know, mm-hmm. like if you watch stuff like Ghost Adventures or those kind of shows, mainly edited or, you know, they talk about a bride who died on her wedding day and they constantly show a woman in a wedding gown and you're just, you keep saying that so it's a little bit more of a food, but it gets you on them. Oh, yeah. We try and keep it more raw. So, you know, what we shoot, what our our evidence is, you know, I go through it hours on end, over and over and over. Mm-hmm. I only comb through it and make sure we have what we saw or what we heard or what we missed. So I try and present that to everybody watching. We've also noticed that works too, because I mean, maybe the only thing that makes it like Ghost Adventures, mm-hmm. you'll hear them talking about goosebumps, goosebumps. Yeah. We use our goosebumps kind of like compass, and yeah. it's worked for most of our recordings where we'll feel it. And we go, hey, maybe we should point the camera there where we're feeling it. Yeah. It usually works out. But, yeah, we do catch the stuff doing that because, you know, it, it, it's your best tool, you know, it, it's yourself. Yeah, trusting your body. And, you know, I know it's something you can't, like, other people can't experience for you. You can't you can't have them experience it, like the goosebumps. So you can just, they can just, you know, take your word for it. But, really, it is your, you're trusting your senses, which I think a lot of people, you know, don't. You know, they doubt themselves or whatever, but yeah, it's uh, if you if you get a feeling walking through that you didn't have before, 
there's probably a reason for it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's my favorite thing to do, too, is sometimes with him, first I try to see if he feels something, did he get it first? Mm. I won't ask what anything about it until he, if it affects him so much, I'll know right away. Mm-hmm. You know? She says, I don't, don't you hate, hate when the best stuff happens when you don't fully have the camera going, which yeah. is typical. <laughs> Yeah, no. 
What like uh, or if they were running UWP here. Yeah. Like, yeah. Exactly. It was just one scream. That and that was that was it. Looks like we were uh, a Hollywood cemetery, mm-hmm. and um, I remember it was just him and I at night, and we he goes, I gotta go take a pee break. I was like, all right. So I'm kind of just messing with the camera stuff, whatever. And also we hear a woman screaming, like bloody murder, loud enough to where it stopped me midstream higher and yell out, hey. <laughs> Hey, did you hear that, bro? But it's it's Richmond, so you know Richmond's very crazy. There's a lot of crime, blah blah blah, and so it literally sounds like a woman screaming for help type thing. And we go up to the gate, we're looking in that direction, and we didn't see anybody. And as we're walking away, we still hear the scream, and it's just we never saw anybody, never like nothing, and it was just weird. It, it sounded like it was right there, and you could think we picked it up on camera. It's on our video, but. Uh, you randomly hear a woman screaming. Like, we heard it, like, maybe ten times, and I got it on camera, like, three or four. Yeah. Wow. Well, that's a that's a cool – oh, I hate to say a cool experience because if someone actually was actually hurt, being hurt, you know, I don't want to, like – but if that – I mean – When we were up uh, there looking, didn't see anybody. We, you know, asked the A's, anybody over there, blah, blah, you know. There's one gate, and it kind of faces a uh, highway off-ramp section. In a, a neighborhood within a circle going around, but then the other high, the, the other gate is kind of facing, I want to say the back side of like some, some of the apartments for when you've been university. But it was, it was a clear, it was a clear area. So there's, you know, it's not like somebody was hiding behind a building or something. So, that's a, that's a big place too. Yeah. You know, very near. Six acres or something? Oh my God. Yeah. Very hilly so, and stuff. Yeah, we we did part one. I got part two. I got to work on that. We shot back in like January. <laughs> yeah, we shot right the weekend or two before we went to Hanover Tavern. Yeah, so I, we actually went to Hanover Tavern really for like one a great experience too. It was his gift to me for my birthday. So. Yeah, we went to the the Paracon out there. Met some pretty cool people. Yeah, I enjoy Hanover Tavern. That's a that's a fun place. I got some really really cool uh, EV, EVPs out there. Um, especially like in the jail. We always, oh, yeah. I went out there one time. It was me and you know me and Dennis. We were out. In the, we were in the courthouse, and uh, there was um, there was a conversation going on, like in the one of the the lawyers' chambers. And it was just we walked in there. There's nobody else but us. But there, we can hear people talking. You know, just like, did you? Are we interrupting something here? And um, one time we were is right. We were arguing over what what time we were supposed to get back to the to the home base, and you know I was like, we're supposed to go back Kent, like go back at eight o'clock. He said no, we're supposed to go back at eight thirty something like that. It wasn't a big argument, but you know we also be here in the background. And when the EVPs were I was listening back, um, I heard the, a gavel like hitting, like the judge was telling us to you know be quiet because we were actually up near where the uh, the judge was. And it's only you hear the gavel banging like we were arguing in court or something. So I thought that was that was neat. Yeah, we got we got some cool stuff. I, I kind of wish we would be able to get like a private uh, investigation over there. Yeah. Just because I feel like with how many people we were around, you know, it draws a lot of energy. You know, when you try to ask questions, when they ask if the other investigators asking questions, so it's you know we draw energy from everywhere. So. So like we had a private session, that'd be really cool. Yeah. So we might try and try and get that one day. 
yeah, it's definitely tough trying to um, trying to do a series EVP session when there are a bunch of people there with you. And you know, I I, I like the fact like when we have public public sets of cabin, I like being able to expose the public to the paranormal and have them learn about it and stuff. And uh, you know, if we do get something, it's awesome. But uh, most of the time, if we do get something, it's something we do like we do. Um, we'll do like a instant playback. That way, we'll know that there was nobody else talking because it had just happened. Um, so, I mean, I, I see your point about wanting to get there just on your own and uh, deal with your own energy, not everybody else's. Um, so, paranormal. You know, we were we were in the tavern, and I remember a couple times we were recording. We wanted to go to a couple rooms, you know, we weren't able to go to. We were going with the crowd type deal. And I remember uh, one of the times we were filming, there was stuff happening, but there were people in the background yapping away. So the camera just takes them talking over us, you know, trying to film. So that kind of stepped in the way. So stuff like that, we, you know, we'd like to go back one day, and it's just the up to that's that's the frustrating part about about being going to public investigation or doing a public investigation is you really can't control everyone. You could say, you know, don't talk or you know, or don't whisper. That's that's even worse because, you know, most of the time you get EVPs they sound like whispers. So if people over there whispering, you've got to discount everything you got because you don't know if it's them and they're whispering, yeah. you know? That's kind of like, um, you know, go to, like, uh, Petersburg House, which I know you saw that video. Yeah. Um, you know, we thought that it was nothing there. Yeah. And during the day, like, found most of our EVPs there. Yeah. So, uh, like, most of the that was all EVPs we've ever had was probably from that. I want that. Yeah. So, yeah, you never know what you're going to get wherever you go. So, I only say that, too, because if you watch portions of the first to Hollywood Cemetery, oh, sometimes what was coming through the spirit box didn't make sense. Some of the lines, like Civil War stuff, mm-hmm. were with the section of the cemetery for the Civil War, but in other times it didn't make sense. It was just like spouting out random stuff. So that's why I say that. Well, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of stuff at Hollywood Cemetery. I mean, yeah. a lot. I don't know how many people buried there. So. But, uh, no, there's, we got a lot of stuff there, too. So, uh, and we posted a, a camera and an EVP uh, recording session. With uh, we have like a little cat ball, it's like a REM pod. So if it gets moved, it goes off. Uh, and I remember we put that by the, the iron dog. We picked up. Uh, it literally sounded like a Joker laugh from Batman. Mm-hmm. Uh, we picked up a dog barking. Mm-hmm. Picked up a whistle. Uh, lots of whistles. Like stuff talking to us. And I mean, matter of fact, the dog said she was right next to the. I guess it's a mock of a baby's crib. Yeah, at one point you heard the dog barking and then you picked up, we had like a baby family. Yep. So, all on EVP was work. It was pretty crazy. Which is crazy because we also got EVPs that when we heard it come out of the box, we heard it completely different than when, it, when we got recorded. Mm. So, it was a whole different sound. Mm-hmm. Which we found out we So, there's definitely stuff mocking you and messing with you there too. Yeah. Yeah. I like the tones of 
when you're there physically and you hear it in your ear and you thought, okay, now it's going to record on the EVP record right now. And then well, it sounds way different in your ear. It sounds like an adult in your ear and then on the digital recorder where it's like, I don't know, like a goblin screeching. Some of that stuff is crazy. Yeah. Wow. I mean, that really good show. You never know what you're going to get when you, when you, when you go messing with the with the paranormal you think you go out looking for one thing and you get a goblin screeching you know <laughs> uh, we've, yeah we, we've got some crazy stuff man so, um you know I, I think a lot of the places that we've gone to uh with equipment versus not equipment and you know, it's pretty cool to see what we pick up and know that we're not crazy you know <laughs> oh yeah because, I mean, our, I guess our experience is as younger adults and then kids is just, I would say, so based on level of maturity, I guess. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. some of it, we go to a location where in our 15 or 17, you know, in the height of high school, and we go there already expecting something. Oh, man, there's going to be stuff following us. Oh, yeah, I can't, I can't, can't wait to go. Woo! And then now it's like you want to do your research, look up the people that are buried there, look up the circle facts on why the Wilson coal mines exploded or had a mine collapse. You know, and then the yeah. experiences are completely different from stuff. But you know, we're doing a whole lot more research now before all that. So, um, you know, the thing about the coal mine, which is a cool thing, too, because we find places we never knew existed, like the Woolrich uh, Cemetery we went to. The owners of the Wilson coal mine, we've been going there for years, never knew that even existed. So, I think that's pretty cool. You put them out, you know, so much research in, you learn so much more new stuff about the area you live in and what you've been around and stuff. Yeah, kind of like un, like on like unrolling a, a thread, you know. You you find one thing, and that leads to something else, and then that leads to something else, and you, the further, you know, further down the rabbit hole you go, you get you get more and more information, and you learn more about, more and more about the area that you live in. Yeah. I mean, too, it, it helps the fact that I, I, for me, I was always obsessed with the paranormal. I grew up watching the top three shows, you know, Classified Channel, Ghost Hunters, and the British show Most Haunted, and then Ghost Adventures when they first started. But before Ghost Hunters started, you had Paranormal State. And then, like, 2005, 2009, was uh, Paranormal Kids with Chip Coffee, a well-known So I grew up on that stuff, and then being obsessed with Halloween, and then hearing about the topics from the shows that they were investigating, I'd want to go and look up the topics. Or like, you know, when you see older movies based on Ed and Lorraine Warren's paranormal cases. But when I was 15 or 13, I was looking up some of Ed and Lorraine Warren stuff, realizing, oh, wow, this is real. Or someone fictionalized it for a movie. Oh, man, you know? Yeah. And I think plus, you know, you know, live in the world we live in today with you know, social media and and uh, the internet, being able to look up something and learn about right away, you know, and and talk with people like we're talking now and you know exchange ideas and you know discuss the paranormal where before it was more even like even way in early message boards, you know, you if you do it that way and then. Even before then, you know, it was just word of mouth or reading books at the library. Yeah, and even then, that was kind of find some of the books. But most libraries were work from or I was from. You had like a huge section, and at the bottom right, there was only ten books on it. Yeah. And then five of the ten were all about UFOs for 
then you get you get weird looks from people you know when yeah. you when you start you know getting oh there's there's that guy who talks about ghosts and stuff you know <laughs> it's so it's so hard to to research some things because not everything is on the internet so if you watch yeah. like supernatural you know how they have their little montages of researching stuff and you spam in the library and pull newspapers up and doing this and doing that and going on google and they find all this crazy stuff on the google the episode I've been on Google for like five hours. And Doesn't quite work out that way, does it? Oh, no. Type in this, like, all the shit pulls up. Oh, okay. So they're like, man, this, this is a very short place. Like, can't find yeah. anything. So all the they, they, they don't tell you you have to pay for an app for $4 a month. Yeah. So that, that helps, you know, forensic files on a property or how many deaths the property might have had. Oh, yeah. Or that property is blacklisted. So they're not going to have anything on the property at all in Google. I can remember going downtown to the, the – Public library, Virginia Public Library, and going through like the microfish, trying to find information on a house we were investigating, you know, and that that takes dedication. If you yeah. you really have to really like what you're doing to 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 do that, and it takes up time, but you know, if you if you like what you're doing, then it's not work. But you've got to really you know, be dedicated to, to that. When you um, go on investigation, when you, when you look in scouting out location, what do you look for? Be like, okay, this is the, this will be our next location for an investigation. Um, I would say that we generally are always scouting, to be honest. So we have a list, and that list is, you know, where we want to go, where people want us to go. You know, we started doing abandoned buildings. Uh, the house and stuff like that just kind of add more. Um, and we kind of, as we go through stuff, we go, all right, let's try and get this one. If we can't, let's go after it. We always have A, B, C, and D back then. Um, and, you know, we, we live very, very busy lives. Um, so, you know, we work full time. Uh, I coach football, basketball. I'm a dad. You know, like we, we got stuff going on all the time. Um, so we, we try and scout big places to go to, and then we also have small places to go to. So uh, we just also spiritual, you know. Yeah. Some pops out, and we're like, holy crap, a lot of stuff over there. Like, yeah. like if we're reading something, a lot of times they'll have me look something up for it, and it'll be like I'm looking through a list of 20 things. And I'll be like, all right, one, what stands out the most that might be historically intriguing? And then when I'm reading the information on it, then I'm like, all right, What's standing out to me is giving me goosebumps just reading about it. Looking at photos. And then it usually blows up from there. And then, so like the house we were just talking about in Cumberland, that happened by chance. We were driving to go somewhere else for something he wanted to do related to his family that he knows. And on the way there, something told both of us, he was driving. So something told both of us to, hey, stop at this house. That is the house that we were recording Mm -hmm. and asked about that. Abandoned property, and come to find out that person is renting from the same person that owns that house. So we were able to get permission, and it was like everything aligned perfectly. Yeah. So sometimes things work out that way. I would say it was kind of it was kind of funny because on the news, well, that's not funny, but on the news we heard about stories of people going into driveways and get shot because it was a long driveway or whatever. And uh, all the house, I pulled over. I said, "Go ask the neighbor." And Chris was like, "I don't want to get shot." And I was like, well, it's not going to happen. Let's just go talk to them and see what happens. And sure enough, we were lucky enough, you know, the landlord owned their house, owned the house next door. And, um, you know, she wanted to know what was going on in the house. 
because it was from, it was from the 1840s. So super old. They owned the area. Like a whole bunch of stuff was happening. People have gone in there, felt stuff, seen things. Her own family has done that. Um, so she wanted us to go in there and uh, investigate. So, you know, we were like, all right, cool. Let's go. Yeah, this house we're talking about now, um, he's still working on editing it. So he's probably like a main person that does all the editing and then he has me keep track on some of the paranormal facts or tech questions or ideas. So uh, right now we just have a trailer up for what happens at the house. But uh, I think he's probably the best at this. Yeah. yeah. So we got to talk about that. So that was funny about that trailer that he made was that I'm not a fearful guy. Two things that freak me out: lima beans and bats. Like if there's a situation going on and I feel goosebumps or something, or he witnesses something, or someone's talking about something, I'm the guy that runs towards it. But this anything with a bat, I when you saw me one down, I was standing there like this for a good 20 minutes, just because I was like, okay, I don't know if that bat's coming back. I don't know if the bat's really real. I don't want it to come. That was real, <laughs> you know. I didn't know he was afraid of bats. Yeah, until that moment. <laughs> so I looked over and he's like this, and I'm like, "You're all right." And he's like, "Nope." <laughs> so if I get a camera, don't multi lima beans. Put it, put it in like a paranormal location. Be like, "Oh, that's it. Nope, I'm out. I'm out of here." You know, I'll run. I can see you running towards the ghost, and now you see a lima bean. You're like, "Oh shit!" And run, run out the door, like a Scooby Doo thing, like a, a pillow of your body through the wall and shit. <laughs> I just saw uh, paranormal real estate spiders. Yeah, spiders. We found a wolf spider the size of a cigarette box downstairs in the basement of the, the brick rancher. So, and snakes down there, too. So, we got all this shit down there. Mm, I'd rather deal with it. need to get you guys to come out to the cabin. Oh, no, we want to go. Yeah, we want to go back. Yeah, you're on our list. Awesome. <laughs> I mean, we, you know, we don't really have – we got one time we saw a spider that big. It's, you know, it's not constant. We had um, – Don Austin came out. Um, with Dave Spinks a couple a couple years ago, and that's when we saw the big the big uh, wolf spider, and uh, he was like, "Man, I hate spiders. I'd rather fuck around with demons than deal with spiders." Then it's, just, then it's just like, "Watch what you wish for, because they'll hear you." And uh, a little bit later on, Sean was doing a periscope, and he had like a SLS camera going, and there was an entity, the little thing that showed up on the camera. And while he was talking, the, the entity ended up on on its on sprouted legs, ended up crawling our way like a spider. Oh man! I mean, this is happening all in this periscope. He was like, "Dude, he's talking Dennis like, damn, I'm gonna shit all over your floor. I couldn't get out there, couldn't get out of there fast enough." <laughs> yeah, I'm, I might be a little. We're not usually nervous going into places and you know dealing with entities with demonic stuff or you know, whatever. I feel like if I dealt with a demonic spider, yeah. Yeah, I can see. I can see how a demonic spider might might make you nervous. I mean, unless yeah. it's a demonic can of lima beans, which you know. If the if a ghost turns into a can of lima beans, you have permission just to get the I'm fuck laughing. out. Of there. I'm filming and laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna laugh. I'll be somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> My, my dad used to, 
mm-hmm. butter and all. Oh, um, butter beans, yeah. My mom would overcook them where it was like gobs. Oh, yeah, okay. I can see why well, that would terrify you. Because <laughs> if you have good lima beans with our butter and, you know, and everything, that right. that's good. A little thunder going on yeah, over here. here yeah, I heard it, heard it earlier. Um, yeah, not nice. Not now. Not now, anyway. Um, so, what do you have, what do you guys have coming up here? Um, rubbing close to the end of the show. Um, so we have I got a bunch of footage to go through. So we just did a, a podcast. I got to go edit all that, put it up, and then we have the Clinton House. I got to put up. I got a Hollywood Part Two to put up. Um, so we have a bunch of stuff right now, kind of sitting back. Yeah, uh, make another reaction video as well. Yeah, we started doing reaction videos. We figured why not. Uh, thought that was kind of cool to get into. Um, but as far as our next place, we don't we don't know just yet. We have so much work to put into mm-hmm. what we already have. Um, the cabin is something on our mind. Um, there's a house out in uh, Buckingham. So my grandfather passed a couple of years ago. He owned a cabin out in Buckingham. Um, down the street, there's a house called the St. Patrick House. Uh, that house is supposedly super haunted. Um, it goes back into the uh, like slave trade. Um, there's apparently a story about a slave who fell in love with another one, uh, and she was auctioned off, and so he lost his lover, and he got so depressed he hung himself in the hat. Um, and that started the whole shit wheel of murders and other stuff that's happened at that house. And growing up, going to that cabin for holidays and stuff, I never knew that house existed until, like, literally this year. So that's one of the things on our, our list to try and go do, and that's how we found the Clinton house going out, out that way. Um, that's, that's one of our, our next targets if we can. Well, that's awesome because it's really cool to go places that nobody else has ever has investigated, mm-hmm. you know, and you're really getting the the, the fresh meat, so lack of a better yeah. – term for it, but, you know, that was right. one of the things that we liked about when we first started investigating the cabins, just we knew nobody else had done it before. So we knew the stuff that we were getting, you know, the spirits have not had the opportunity to talk to people, mm. you know, and so they're probably, like, itching to get their stories out. Right. Yeah, right. Which we, I, well, I know I've watched a bunch of videos. Um, I know you've seen a couple of them too about the, the cabin. And we're excited to go there one day, um, just seeing kind of what other people thought. So, and, and you know, you always are going to catch something different mm-hmm. than somebody else, especially with how we team up. You know, we see things spiritually, but we also bring in scientific evidence and stuff too. So we try and make that a combo. And uh, a lot of times, our spiritual senses get us to point the camera in that direction. So I feel like we do get more footage than some other people per se. Um, they may just go there with a camera or, you know, they have all the equipment, but spiritually they don't have that antenna like we do. So we we feel like, you know, we go to places and we, we capture different things, I guess you could say. And then granted, you know, we're not, um, we're not hooked up to the church. We don't go to church regularly anymore than adults. And we do believe in God still. We do when we go to a place or even sometimes do research, and we already feel like from that research might be a little freaky. We'll pray before and after, whatever that thing may be. Depending on doing a major recording and putting it on YouTube, we'll pray right when we start the recording and then make sure 
Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to you know prepare yourself, especially when you go places where you don't know what is in there. Like I told people, you know, when people come investigate, you know, their location, their cabin, and like, there's no guarantee that something's going to happen to you when you go into the brick rancher, but stuff has happened to people before, and you know, I just want people to be prepared. Say, hey, this has happened to people, and you, and you know, you may want to, if you have, if you want. To protect yourself, say a prayer or something. That way, they're not going into something blind. Especially if you're going like this, this cabin, you know, you haven't been to yet. It's good to, to you know, prepare yourself for, you know, whatever you. Because as you said earlier, you you put like a, you know, a SB7 or whatever you're using in Hollywood Cemetery. You got what sound like a, a goblin screaming. So you don't know what you're gonna get or what is on the land or what was occupying the uh, property. So why not just be safe, say a few words and. Oh yeah. So you know. out, of, out of the both of us, I can, I can say the most that stuff will touch me more or try to come after me. So he, he kind of antagonizes more than I do. Um, and stuff always comes after me. I don't know why, but it does. It make sense. I've heard my name come out of, and that's another thing for proof is when you hear your first name or your last name, Yeah, 
today anymore. That was a one-time option.